Joe Pags Show. To talk to Joe, call 888-941-PAGS. And now, it's Joe Pags. Hi, great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Do appreciate you taking the time. Lots going on. A lot of you have been waiting for my interview with uh, Joe Pistone. He's the guy who who called himself Donnie Brasco when he infiltrated the mob back in uh, the late, uh, the early 70s. Actually, I think it was like 75 until like 81. And uh, he was in for six years, and the Bonanno family didn't know. The Colombo family didn't know. He was a member of both of those families, or he was uh, not really a member because he wasn't made, but he was somebody who was a friend of uh, these families, and he he did so well. They had no idea whatsoever. We talk about what it takes to, to be that guy. We talk about what the movie got right, what it got wrong. Have you seen Donnie Brasco with uh, with Johnny Depp as the star? I asked him whether Johnny Depp was the right guy, and his answer is actually pretty interesting. So make sure you stick around for that. It'll be the bottom of the hour. It'll be uh, the first part of my three-part series with Joe Pistone. We've got much more coming your way, including that California story that I keep on telling you about. It ha- Do I have to? Yes, I don't have you to, have do to I? play it. You sure do. Go ahead. I'm not sure if I do. I mean, I checked the, the, the contract. Button. I don't think the bylaws say that I have to. They do. I can show you. I've got a copy. Just play it. It's Wednesday. <laughs> Oh, really? It's in there. Oh, that was going to last. I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah, it will, too. Put it up for a vote and see if we can find another Wednesday song. No vote. No vote. For those who don't know, Carrie's a huge Bon Jovi fan. She's the one. And uh, every Wednesday, I've got to play that. (laughs) Polo edited it so we get right to the halfway there part. We're halfway to the weekend. We're halfway through the week. That's why we play that. And I was going to play it like one week. She's like, oh my God, it was so great. Thank you for playing it. It's like 12 years ago. I can't stop playing <laughs> well, it now. it hasn't been that long, but... Carrie, yeah. it's probably been more than 12. We've done this show like this for 15 years now. You have not been playing it for 12 years. Maybe Paul, when did you send me that song? Do you know? Can you check? It had to have been whenever the Fergie thing happened. Yeah, the, the Fergie, when did the, did the Fergie debacle well, it happen? it wasn't 12 years ago. Well, no, no. I replaced Fergie with, um, with, with Hump to Bump. Because Fergie was the first day. I would play Fergie the first two hours. We, we've almost always played Stupid Bon Jovi. What? No. I think that's no, his full name. I think not. it's Stupid Bon Jovi. <laughs> that is not Pretty his full sure. name. No. Pretty that's sure that's the full name, to be honest. Not being so jealous. Mm. What, what am I jealous of? Look at that guy. He's shorter than I am. I do. He's got no musculature at all. He looks like he's 80. <laughs> what am I, what am I, what am I like jealous of this guy? Come on. He's got this high, squeaky voice. No. Very manly. Very manly. He fits into to, to today's day and age with this whole gender bender stuff that we're doing. Really? But, no. Um, what? No. No. Don't even start. He used to have way more hair than you. He still has a nice head of hair. It's On white, but it's he's got a nice <laughs> head of hair. Okay. Well, it's translucent when he's not working. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody, and I wasn't going to be mean, but somebody sent me, really? and I, I, I'm serious. They sent me a YouTube video of him like in 2018 in concert. Mm-hmm. sounding horrendous, just sounding completely off-key. And I didn't want to do it, so I didn't do it to you. 
Well, thank you. Can I say him? I appreciate that. Yes. Thank you very much. Well, have you found when, when, it, when it's from? Well, when it looks like I created the edit, this was back in 2018. Yeah, not no, 12 years ago. way more than that. No. Way more than 2018. No. We did not start this in 2018. I did not replace Fergie with this guy. Fergie was the one that I would do for the first two hours. And Hump to Bump was the new one that you gave me. So that might be some sort of an update that you did or something. But it's way more than that. No. no. I've been kissing her ass for way more than four years. Give me a break. <laughs> no. I don't think you have. No. Uh, I'll check the file that I have. Oh, you check that. Oh, I'll check We're it. Right. Oh, I'm going to check You're it. Wrong. Okay, you bet check your it. rear end. Google I'm going to check it. It, <laughs> it is uh, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Again, Joe Pistone at the bottom of the hour. Stick around for that. We... um. Uh, also, we, we've got this story about Greg Abbott, the governor of the great state of Texas, who has decided that he's going to round up the illegal aliens that come across the border in Texas, put them on buses, and bust them to the Capitol steps in Washington, D.C. I, I hope he does it. I hope this doesn't just talk. I hope he does it. But then there's another, there's like a companion story that's kind of interesting. And somebody actually read the story somewhere. And they made a suggestion, which I think is a good suggestion. But, but Carrie, if you don't mind, I guess a huge city in this nation has made a decision about Texas. Go ahead. Yeah, from KTLA, the Los Angeles County Board of Supervisors on Tuesday voted unanimously to suspend all official travel to Texas and Florida over the state's controversial LGBTQ policies. The motion by Supervisor Sheila Cool and Hilda Solis would only affect travel for the conduct of county business that is paid for with taxpayer money. As we've done in the past, where states have enacted some egregious laws that contravene everything we've done here in L.A. County and in California, this motion calls for a travel ban on all travel to these states. L.A. County Supervisor Sheila Cool said in Tuesday's meeting, we're not going to spend our money going to your states, and it sends a message we won't support this egregious behavior, she said of the motion. A Florida Governor Ron DeSantis recently signed a bill into law that forbids instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in kindergarten through third grade, a policy that's been dubbed the Don't Say Gay Law. A public backlash began quickly after the bill was introduced with celebrities speaking out against it on social media and Florida students staging protests and walkouts. Critics argue the law marginalizes LGBTQ people and that the law's language could be interpreted in a way that leads to teachers completely avoiding the subjects. In Texas, Governor Greg Abbott signed an order instructing the state's Department of Family and Protective Services to investigate the parents of transgender teens for child abuse. Okay, let's break this down. So L.A. County, is this the city of or of the county? County. Okay, so L.A. County in California has decided it won't do official business and travel to either Texas where they're saying you can't you know give people hormone blockers or puberty blockers and affect their their natural you know growth as a human um, or else that's child abuse LA County really wants you to abuse the children I guess and then LA County says you can't you also do business with Florida because Ron DeSantis the governor there has made the decision that um, that children between the ages of four and eight should not be indoctrinated with sexual orientation nor gender ID, just up until eight years old. You can't be taught that in school. L.A. County has decided we will not do any business with them. Do I have it right? Yes, you do. So that means they will not, on the county dime, they will not fly any official business or even, I don't know, bus people if the county's paying for it to these states. Am I right? Yes. Here's the idea. 
Tell me if you think you think I think I think it's actually an ingenious idea. Mm-hmm. Tell me if you think this will work. Okay. Let me open the phone lines now. Your thoughts about LA County is gonna stop Florida and Texas from protecting kids. How dare you protect kids? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. So somebody who was enterprising went out and found the story because I was teasing it for, for a couple of hours now. And they suggest, Kara, tell me, do you think this will work? Okay. Instead of Greg Abbott loading up the illegal aliens who are coming across the border and taking them to Washington, bust their asses out to L.A. County. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You get it? Because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what's L.A. County going to do? You can't you can't Another? use their own money. You can't use LA County money to bust them or fly them back That's to Texas. True. You're not doing business with Texas right now. Hmm. Interesting. You can't send them to Florida. You're not doing business with Florida right now. I think that actually would be pretty smart. <laughs> I wonder what they would send do. Send them right out to Sacramento. Well, actually it would have to be LA County. But only send them to LA County when you know Gavin Newsom is like breaking his own rules about COVID and eating inside somewhere. Or maybe you, you could have sent him to L.A. County to SoFi Stadium when they were doing the Super Bowl, whatever. That See, that would be smart. That mm. would be a very smart move because then it can't be like, well, we're going to ship them right back. Well, how are you going to pay for it? You've got this new rule. You can't do business with us. Nana, nana, nana. And then you go, nana, nana, boo, boo. You actually sing that nana, nana, boo, boo song. You know what I mean? Uh, except maybe for the song, but okay. Why? What's wrong with the song? I mean, this whole Why do you hate Nana Nana Boo Boo? Who doesn't yeah. even know that one? Better than Bon Jovi. <laughs> 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. Call right now. Let me know what you think about this county. Listen, I understand that there are a bunch of elitists. I understand they think they have a little fiefdom there. I understand they think L.A. County is the be-all, end-all, and the stuff, and they're somehow the rulers of you. But what exactly is this going to do other than a, a big, fat virtue signal? It's going to do nothing, right? 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247. You'd rather not be on the radio or if you can't get through, go to JoePags.com. Scroll down to the bottom, click on contact. That'll send me an email. We're back after this. Stay here. This is the Joe Pags Show. Carrie, I'm just trying to figure out how mean I am today. Mm, extremely. I'm trying to figure it out. Calls coming in, 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. I want to hear from you. We've got, again, uh, Joe Pistone, bottom of the hour. Make sure you stick around for that. Part one of my special series with Donnie Brasco, his own self. And it's just a lot of fun to talk to the guy and really get some insight into what was and what wasn't real in the movie. The movie got it right a lot, but it also got some things wrong. I just don't know. Let me let me say this. Uh, it depends on how many calls I get on California and L.A. County thinking that they've got any sway on Texas or Florida. I mean, what do you think they think? Florida and Texas are going to say, oh, crap. L.A. County's <laughs> not going to do any business with us. You no, know what I mean? No, they're not going to. Trust me, they, they will not be saying that. Neither state, neither government. Let me just ask you this. You're a news professional, right? Mm-hmm. 
So no matter what story, if it's a real news story, you'll do it for us. Yeah. Okay, just checking. All right, uh, 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. What? What do you, what you have that you want me to read? It depends on the interest in the story we're currently doing. Okay, people, please uh, if I, if were, call if, in about if, this Florida, you, Texas, L.A. County story, <laughs> please. Why? Please, please, please call in. <laughs> Give us your opinion. Yeah, thank you. If it's a viable news story, you know what I mean? Um. Well, who decides viable? The host. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. 888-941-PAGS, JoePags.com. Got to tell you about uh, proven oxy technology. It uh, quickly destroys viruses, odors, mold, and more. Oxy technology, you're going to find it in the thunderstorm by Eden Pure. It's a great air freshener. You're going to love this thing. It rids uh, any odor, like litter box odors, trash cans, cigarette smoke, dirty diapers, and more. Over 200,000 thunderstorms are sold, so you know that it works, and it works very well. Right now, you can save a bunch of money, get a pack, for a great deal. You're going to save $200 on the three-pack. I'm going to tell you how in a second. Never breathe dirty air again. No filters to buy. Takes up no floor space. Plugs directly into the wall. Nearly silent. Great for use in bedrooms. Personal story uh, is is this. We've got a couple of them in the house. And my wife moved them around a lot until we found out where we kind of like, where we had that thunderstorm. It's literally the, the smell you smell after a thunderstorm comes through. I mean, that's how cool these things are. In fact, we're probably going to get some more. And right now, you can go to EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, save $200 on a three-pack. It's going to be about 200 bucks to get three of these. You're going to love them. EdenPureDeals.com, discount code PAGS3, save $200 right now. Shipping is free as well. Now, let me see if there's any interest in the store. Oh, get you, Carrie, you're good now because I, I got a call. Woo, okay, thank you. Right yeah. now, you're good. Okay. But I, I put no promises. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Garrett, Minnesota, what's going on? Hi. Um, yeah, I think they should definitely send them to L.A. County and D.C. and New York. And, hey, Carrie, you're the best. You should be the host. <laughs> Thank you. That was a really great call. Yeah, he's still on the line. I'm, I'm waiting. He laughed at his own joke. Garrett, anything no, else? I was laughing. Oh, he did. No, uh, he laughed. He laughed at his own he joke. Did not Garrett, laugh. You There's can't a tell joke. a joke like that. You're gonna laugh at your own joke, Garrett. Yeah, literally only called in to give you a compliment. You know I'll what I mean? I'll take it, and I will take it. That almost guarantees you're getting this news story. Just go ahead and send it to me. I need to read it because. No, I don't want you to read it. I want I you mean, to get it and rip and read it. As an individual, and this I story, could say, rip and read it, really does have different meaning. Uh, I'm just put it out there. Great. Okay. What? Now I know what it's Rip about. and read. Okay. Rip and read. Get the Eden Pure ready. But Who sent you this? Or did you find this on you, your own? I, I have, I I have, have resources that go there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I have Polo? a tab on is my... Polo's? No, it's Isn't not Polo. Polo, did okay. you do it? Well, she's blaming you already, dude. What are we talking about? Yeah, oh, see, okay. he, has, he has no okay. idea. Okay. That, that's Polo's equivalent of of sure. Let me go to Bill in San Antonio. Bill, what's going on? Hey, Joe. How you doing, bud? Living the dream, man. Talk to me. So uh, I, I completely agree and concur with L.A.'s boycott, and we should probably put a ban on them crossing our border. There are enough, there are enough California people in the state already, and I don't think we need any more groomers. Okay. Sounds good. I appreciate that. Um, there you go. Oh, oh, darn it. We've got some time before the bottom here. Uh, let me go ahead and put the phone calls on hold. Are oh, actually sure? we could, we could leave no. them open. 
No, Those well, the phone lines because people, people might call in. Because I want to know if other people have done this. I don't Rip have and read, Carrie. Let's go. Here we go. Rip and no. read. Oh, Rip and read. Here we go. All right. This is from Tyla. Yeah, what's uh, the headline? I could, what's the headline here? Oh, my God. Woman hospitalized after holding in farts around a boyfriend. Okay. Thank you. A woman's <laughs> been hospitalized after holding in her farts around her boyfriend for two What's years. That? The woman, Kara Clark, was at work when she developed extreme stomach pain on Tuesday and ended up being rushed to the hospital. I do hold them in, but I didn't think I would be in the hospital over it, Kara <laughs> You skipped says. a word. Oh, yeah, that's, you, can't, you can't call that a quote if you're skipping words. You can't skip words. <laughs> what are you doing? I was you can't skip words. Tuesday Read it. I had this real extreme pain in my stomach. I went to the doctor in hysterics, and he referred me straight to the hospital. I was in so much pain, I couldn't hold in my tears. Kara, 19, was diagnosed with appendicitis and explained how her hesitation to break wind around her partner, Kyle Duffy, caused the infection. <laughs> At hospital, I started blaming my boyfriend because I do always hold my farts in around him. We've been together two years, and it's still the case. Seriously. And I can't believe I read it. But <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. Listen, ladies, l- listen to Uncle Pagsy. Just blast him on the first date if you can. You know what I mean? Just not let him have it. What are, you, what are you doing? Why not? You're not going to get a second. You're not going to get a second. He can't put up with it, but he, he's not worthy. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's just... Come on, man. Terrible story. Terrible story. I, I just say let I it go. I guess you get appendicitis. I, mean, you I had no idea. <laughs> I didn't know Thus, either. my appendix are just fine. Oh, there are no issues course. with my appendix. Paul, your appendix is good, right? Sure. Obviously. Sam's definitely not, it doesn't have an appendix. Right, Sam? Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> we're here. So. Carrie, you good? I'm not saying any more. Are you still about with appendix or not? Story. I would like to know if you have your appendix. I have my appendix. Yes, I do. Well, there you go. There you go. God bless you for blasting. Listen, (laughs) here's the bottom line, pun intended. There is never a reason to hold it. It's a human function. Yes, God made it funny, smelling, and sounding. In church? Uh, when you're up let, speaking let it go. in front of hundreds Jesus of people. Jesus understands. The Lord understands. <laughs> You've got your microphone your on. I mean, come let on. But the Lord understands. <laughs> I'm sure the Lord understands. What is wrong with you? Yes, but I'm just Of saying, course. You know, maybe try to control Try to it. what? So you'll die? So your insides will <laughs> implode? This I poor girl. I getting appendicitis over this. I know. But it's been Ain't no years, man worth so. holding it. <laughs> Rome, Georgia, right now is going. I, this is blasphemy. What, show. Are we what is this show exactly? To? Yeah. Why is a lady laughing weeks, about farts? People. It's not funny. For two weeks. Two weeks. Give it two, two weeks. And either <laughs> you're going to be begging the station to play us more than three hours a day, or you're going to move out of town just to get away from the signal. It is 888 941 PAGS, 888 941 So you're saying that this girl did the right thing? Is that what you're suggesting? No, but I'm saying like. Let you, him just, have it. you just say, you know, let it rip, but I'm maybe not on the first date and maybe, you know, not in church when everybody's praying and everybody's really silent. I not mean, only the first date, but I mean, I want you pumping your arm as you do it. I want you pumping your arm. <laughs> Fist and a pump. That's no, it. No, no. 888 pags JoePags.com. Email me, JoePags.com. Let me know if you agree that Carrie's being a prude about this entire thing. <laughs> uh, when we come back, it's Joe Pistone. Donnie Brasco. Keep it here. This is the Joe Pag Show.
Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. It's truly an honor to have this guy on. His name is Joe Pistone, and you might know him better as Donnie Brasco. He's the guy who was an undercover FBI agent who infiltrated the mafia uh, back in the 70s and did an unbelievable job of keeping that cover. And the movie was made, of course, Johnny Depp played this guy. His name is Joe Pistone, as I said. Joe, good to see you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, my pleasure, Joe. My pleasure being on your show. So uh, we we watched the movie again the other day, and it's just it's mind-boggling to know what it is that you went through to to prove right can can beat wrong. You know, good does beat evil. Uh, but, but what we don't see in the movie is this: when they first offer you this opportunity, when they first say, "Hey, what, what do you think about infiltrating the mob?" or was it your idea? How did you get yourself in that position to where somebody said, "Okay"? Let's let this guy do this. Well, I had just come off a year and a half uh, undercover operation uh, up and down the East Coast. It originated out of, uh, out of Florida. And I got back to New York, and I had a supervisor by the name of Guy Barata. He was an old-time New Yorker, grew up in New York, grew up in the Bronx. Uh, was a great street agent before he became a supervisor. And back in the day, uh, they were having a a load of truck hijackings and, and I was assigned to the truck hijacking squad. Okay. And, uh, it was tractor trailer loads of high, high end, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, you know, the loads probably anywhere from five to $10 million. Whatever oh, wow. they were. And they were all controlled by the mafia, whatever family it was. And, uh, so we didn't, we never thought that we could, really get into the into the mafia families and it was originally originally targeted toward defenses you know uh that were fencing the uh the uh, commodities so 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 the mob would hijack the truck and then they would fence it through some middleman to get rid of it and make their profit off of it you're going after the middleman and, well yeah we were going after the fences hopefully then you know we could work back maybe to right. the mob right right uh, and what we did was, uh, you know, it, 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 it was about a four or five month planning operation because, you know, everybody, you have to have a background, you have to have a profession. And uh, <clears throat> the easiest profession was a jewel thief because it's, it's nonviolent. Right. And uh, as an undercover, you really can't get involved in, in, in crimes of violence unless it's, it's for your own security or security of, uh, of a citizen's. So uh, I went to gemology school, learned about the diamonds, precious gems. I knew how to drive a tractor trailer because that's what I did when I was uh, in college. I drove a tractor trailer uh, right. during the summer times. So I, I knew that. Uh, and I learned, you know, I learned other aspects uh, of, uh, of being a jewel thief. So, so, to- so your undercover was you were a fence. Well, I was basically a jewel thief. I got gotcha. you. Okay. I was a thief. Yeah. And so you you somehow became part of the crew that would hijack the truck because you could drive the truck, and then you would fence the jewels, or were you the guy in between? I'm I'm, I'm trying to follow. Well, my my story was I was a I was a jewel thief. Gotcha. Uh, once I got in with with the Columbos, uh, that was my first crew that I, I really had, had infiltrated. Uh, they they were involved in and you know in hijackings and, 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 uh, and, and crimes of that nature. Gotcha. Uh, so I would drive, you know, I would drive for them, uh, the, the load wherever I had to go. Uh, and also I would have to, br- I would bring around, 
uh, some diamonds and watches to say that, you know, I pulled a job at the airport by myself right. to build up my credibility. Yeah. It's Joe Pistone. He was Donnie Brasco, of course, uh, infiltrated the, the United States mafia. I guess it's really mafia in Italy. It's the mob here. Um, but uh, at the end of the day, he did such an incredible job that they, they welcomed him in. Um, how long were you sitting on that, on that bench in that restaurant or that bar before somebody actually approached? Of course, in the movie, it looks like you were there for about 15 minutes. And then Al Pacino comes up, you know, Lefty comes up and, and starts questioning you about diamonds and so on. How long were you actually there waiting to, to, be, to be contacted by them? Well, actually, you know, the, the way the movie started, I, I, I had already been uh, accepted by, uh, by the Columbos. Okay, so you're already in. I was already in, yeah, you know, uh, because, like I said, they had to start the movie somewhere. So right, it, it right. It started that I, I was already in. Uh, and I already knew uh, Ruggiero at that time. So I was in probably uh, maybe six, seven months did that actual test happen where he shows you a diamond? And did you think that he was testing you to see if it was a real diamond? Or did he actually think it was one and was really yeah. upset when you said it was? You, you said it was Fugazi, which is yeah. a, an Italian term, of course. He actually thought it was one, yeah. I mean, he thought it was a, you know, a, a good diamond. Uh, and I looked at it, and there were a lot of flaws in it. You know, I, I, had, the, uh, I had the eyepiece, and uh, I looked at it. There were some flaws in it. Uh, so I took a shot that it wasn't, you know, I mean, yeah, I, I, it, that it wasn't real, you know. And Fugazi was a term that these guys use, you know. A lot of people say, oh, Fugazi. Right. Well, I didn't make that up. You know, that, that's a term that the wise guys were using for something that was fake. Right. And uh, so you say it's Fugazi. He doesn't really believe you. And then do you actually go with him and, and go meet up with the guy where he got the diamond? And does that, does that all really go down what we see in the movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, you know, he wanted to make sure that uh, that I wasn't, you know, BSing him. Right. Uh, so we go we go see to the guy that uh, that sold him the diamond, and uh, it, it went down like that. Yeah. Yeah, it's Joe Pistone. He was Donnie Brasco back. This is was this all in the nineteen seventies, Joe, or did this go into the eighties as well? It started the ninth. It started at the uh, end of seventy five. And we terminated the operation uh, July twenty seventh of nineteen eighty one. Oh wow! So so it's a, you're you're six years undercover, and and they had no idea the entire time. Did did you ever get the feeling that they were onto you? No, not really. Uh, I had some, you know, I had uh, like any anybody else new new in town, new in the crew. I had guys, you know, question me, brace me, uh, because remember. Uh, I couldn't say that I was from any of the boroughs because, right. you know, the mobs in every borough. I, you know, I didn't have any family there, so I was from California, Miami, and just happened to come to New York and, you know, to be a thief. Uh, so, yeah, I had guys, and I got into a couple uh, uh, physical confrontations, you know, because you have to be what these guys are on the street. Uh, so when guys brace me and if they got too... Uh, you know, two up in my face. I had to come back at him. Well, but but here's here's the question though. I know that it's a balancing act. Uh, you can't really touch a made guy. You can't raise your hand even to a made guy. You can't even disrespect and and embarrass a made guy. But what if a, what if a made guy pushes you around? How do you react to that, knowing that if you react in kind, you're you're done? Yeah. Well, if a made guy pushes you around or 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 you know really gets on you and embarrass, you got to stand up. Uh, but you, you have to know where to stop as far as uh, 
verbally. You, yeah. you can't you can't lay your hands on them, uh, but you can't back down either because you lose. You, then you lose respect and you lose re- uh, your credibility. So the confrontations I had, I made sure that the that the the, the, the guy that I hit and the guy I got into a confrontation with physically wasn't a made guy. Wow. It, it, again, it's such a balancing act. And you're a married guy, right? I mean, it, it depicts it correctly in the in the movie. You're married. You've got you've got kids. The whole thing. Did they not know anything about what it is that you're doing? No, they knew I worked undercover, but they had no idea what cases I worked because, like I say, I had worked undercover uh, uh, for several years right. prior to the, to the six year operation. Uh, and it's a breach of security to tell your family, you know, anything about your investigations. Right. My wife knew I was an undercover agent, but uh, she never knew, you know, the aspects of every case. Well, when you're in that life, it's very attractive. It's really, really attractive. And and we see the transformation in Johnny Depp as you in the movie to where he becomes more like them than maybe like himself after a while. Was there a time where you said, maybe I just go full in with these guys and the FBI stuff doesn't make sense? Or did you always have that moral compass that said, no, I'm here for a purpose? No, I always had that moral compass. You know, that that, that was movie, uh, <clears throat> that, that was movie stuff, uh, me thinking about, you know, worrying about these guys. I never had any, any doubts of why I was there, who I was there. You know, like there was a couple scenes in a mo- movie that I, uh, I had $300,000 in a bag right. that never happened. And, 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 uh, searching for that bag in, in, in my house, I got into an argument with my wife and slapped her. Right. That never happened. Okay. And we never went to a psychiatrist to talk about the problems. I mean, right. there were three, three glaring things, uh, that were strictly movie. Well, well, as you say, in this movie dramatics, they had to show that there was some sort of a darker side of Donnie coming out and that there was a conflict between Joe and Donnie and who's going to win. But that really never happened because from what I can tell and from what I've heard you say to other people, um, you were very close to Lefty. I mean, you you liked Lefty um, as, a, as a human, but at the same time, you knew he was a bad guy. I think you called him a stone-cold killer once, but you still cared about him. Yeah, well, look, you know, you, you know Joe... You, the same thing with Sonny. I mean, I got close to Sonny Black, yeah. not Platano. You with guys every day, seven days a week, you know, 12, 14 hours a day. You spend time at, at their house. You eat at their house. You have dinner because my, my cover, I was an orphan. So I had no family. Right. So I, I would be invited over for dinners, uh, uh, Christmas Day. So it, it, in those settings, you see a different side of a gangster. Yeah. But then when you're out and, you know, uh, you see that they're stone cold killers. I mean, look, you know, guys killed guys, get, get, get a contract to kill their cousins, kill a relative, kill somebody that they've grown up with. They've known since they were five years old and they whack them, they kill them. And then it's, you know, life goes on with them. Um, so no, I, 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 I look, my job was to gather evidence and put you in jail. That's yeah. what I wanted to do. Right. Did I want to see anybody get killed? No. But that was not my choice. That was their choice. They chose the life. They knew, uh, at, you know, and, and I knew at some point in time that when this went down, that some guys were going to get killed over it. 
But that wasn't my problem, right? Because again, they chose to they chose to go into the life. I, you know, I didn't steer them into that life. They were in the life before I got there. Yeah, that was absolutely their life choices. I get it, but I also uh, can hear it in your voice. I mean, you were close to these guys, and, and when yeah. you're and when you're hanging out with them, and you're not doing the in the life stuff, you're having a a bowl of pasta. It's just another guy. And, and what's interesting to me is that the mafia or the mob didn't seem to really want to go after civilians. It's different from the crime we're seeing in New York. Today. Today, where you'll shoot a guy on a bike for his bike, or, or you'll carjack somebody. I mean, back then they seemed to have a sort of a, a there, there was a line they didn't want to cross. One for drugs, usually until uh, Gotti got into it. But but two, you know, let's keep it you know between us. If we've got a beef, let's take the beefs between us and and let's make it all about business. But the neighborhoods they generally did care about, right? Oh, exactly. I mean, the the one thing about the American mafia was is that if if, if you read about, you know, a mob hit, the person that got hit was either a made guy right. or an associate that was doing business with them, illegal business, and screwed him some way. Gotcha. The, 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 the American mafia did not kill citizens. When I mean, you know, people that were not actually involved, involved with them. Uh, and they kept the neighborhood safe. Look, if, <laughs> I hate to say it, but if, it, if the mob was as strong as it was years ago, some of these neighborhoods wouldn't have have random shootings and killings yeah. and kids getting shot because they they kept the neighborhoods you know that they were involved in they kept them safe. It's Joe Pistone. He was Don Brasco undercover for six years at the FBI. He is embedded in the mob in New York and the mob families. All right, so you started in the Colombo family. That, of course, is where our friend Michael Frenzies, you know, was part of. His father, Sonny Frenzies, a very famous gangster. Michael was actually made the year that you started undercover as Donnie Brasco. So do you run into Michael at all in the street? And, and if so, did you do business? How, how did that work? I ran into Michael and got introduced to him. Uh, I was with a a, 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 a a banana guy by the name of Tony Mira, and uh, I, I I was with Tony, and he had some business at a car dealership, and I went with him, and I, I had met Michael. I had never done anything, you know, had never been involved in any illegal activities uh, right. with Michael. It was just, you know, uh, an introduction, and that's it. Uh, I, I, other than that, I never had any interaction with him. It's funny uh, d- during the course of my undercover uh, operation, and you know, uh, so many years later, and maybe you know, twenty five or so years ago, Michael and I met, and you know, we became friends. Right. So, so you never tried to take him down for illegal activity because that was he wasn't sort of your beat at that point. No, I was with the Bananos at that time. Well, how did you go from Colombo to Bonanno? How does that even work? That's it for part one of my special interview with Joe Pistone, Donnie Brasco, undercover FBI agent from the 70s and 80s. Part two tomorrow on The Joe Pag Show. This is The Joe Pag Show. I appreciate you being here. Thanks a lot. Hopefully you enjoyed my interview with um, the man who played Donnie Brasco in real life and could have died any minute of any day had he said or done the wrong thing. 
That's got to be rough. Carrie, that's got to be rough. I I think rough's an understatement, yeah. And now he's in his 80s, and people like in the chat room are going, how is this guy still alive? And if you think about it, if he could get away with living with, working with, seven days a week, the mob, face-to-face for six years, he's probably a pretty smart guy. I would imagine so, yes. I mean, quite the story. Now, did we talk about anything that you didn't remember because you haven't watched it since like 1996? Yeah, no, it has been a while. And I was just refreshing my memory, um, going back and, and looking at the summary of the movie. So I can't wait to see what he or hear what he has to say tomorrow and Friday about it. I did not know because I thought he was always a Bonanno guy. He was uh, in the Colombo family, which is the same family Michael Franzese was in. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I did not know that. And, uh, and I guess there was some sort of a beef. And then you'll find out more about how the how the, the transfer, if you will, goes from from uh, Colombo to Bonanno. All right, got about 45 seconds or so. Give me this one about the church, because this just makes my face hurt. From the Blaze, the website of a woke church in Illinois says that during Lent, the church will not utilize any music or liturgy created by white individuals. A section on the homepage of the website of the First United Church of Oak Park bears the headline, Lent 2022, Fasting from Whiteness. For Lent this year, First United is doing a mix of giving something up and taking something on. In our worship services throughout Lent, we will not be using any music written or composed by white people. Our music will be drawn from the African-American spirituals tradition, from South African freedom songs, from Native American traditions, and many, many more, the website states. And for Lent, it is our prayer and our spiritual disciplines. We may grow as Christians united in the body of Christ with people of all ages, nations, races, and origins. Except I mean, for white, seriously? I guess. Um... So if you white, that's it. We're going to just delete you from, we're going to fast from you during yeah. Lent. That, by the way, it's just called the United Church. Is it called the United Christian Church or not? No, it's just the United Church. Because there's nothing Christian United. about that. Yeah. Yeah, pretty ridiculous. Carrie, thank you. Mm-hmm. Dirty pop. Hi, Paula, what's going on? So it looks like... Uh, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson are getting pretty serious because your good friend Caitlyn Jenner uh, (laughs) is is, uh, saying that she met Pete and that he seems like a nice guy and that Kim seems very happy with with him. Um, And I guess over the weekend, he finally met Kim's oldest child, her daughter. Um, So... I mean, are they getting married? What's the what's the deal here? I, don't, I mean, she just got divorced. I don't think it would happen that fast. But all right, we got to go. Polo, thank you. Know. Sam, thank you. Carrie, thank you. I'm Joe. We're back tomorrow, same time, same place. Have a great night. Bye. This is the Joe Pegg Show.